Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. My name's Lorcan Doherty and today we're talking about the Winter Olympics. Not the ones that have kicked off in Beijing, but the 2030 Winter Olympics and a potential bid to host them in the Pyrenees and Barcelona. Today we'll be hearing from some of the people involved in the campaign to bring the Games to Catalonia and some totally opposed to the idea. I'm joined on this week's podcast by Gifrey Jordan and Killian Shields. Nice to see you both. Yeah, nice to be back. Hey Lorcan, how are you? Folks, some people might be sitting listening going, Winter Olympics, Barcelona, sunny Barcelona, what's going on here? Well, I mean, I'd say, you know, some people, especially like internationals, think that Catalonia is Barcelona, but, 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 but not really. I mean, we've got a mountain range, which is like, we have mountains uh, up to 3,000 meter uh, high. So we've got a some area where in winter we have winter weather let's say yeah, not yeah. barcelona but yeah yeah i suppose it's the, the name of the bed being pyrenees barcelona kind of things okay so but yeah definitely all the kind of snow sports are obviously going to be up in the pyrenees well let's talk a little bit about the bed now in terms of details i mean you were mentioning Lorcan, the name of the bit Not even this is very clear. That was the original name, Pyrenees Barcelona 2030, but... um, It's not set in stone, is it? It's not set in stone, no, no, no. The bid hasn't even officially been made. It hasn't even officially been decided yet. Okay, and it's not a new idea, actually, Gifrey? No, definitely not. The the Barcelona Local Council was the first one putting forward this idea uh, in order to host the 2022 Winter Olympics, which which are being held now, now, right now. So it would have been now. Well, they dropped it. They, they this thought was, it was presumably a decade ago or uh, more. Sorry, yeah, in 2010. Right. Yeah, it was a decade ago. They dropped it in 2013 and they said, no, instead we're going to prepare for the 2026 Winter Olympics. We- but then the government changed. And one of the first things that Colau, the, 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 the current mayor, uh, did in 2015 was to drop the 2026 Olympics bit. Okay. Uh, but... Uh, suddenly at some point uh, the Catalan government uh, brought back this idea for the 2030. Okay, so I mean does Barcelona and the Catalan Pyrenees, do they have the infrastructure in place? How how would this all work? Yeah, I mean the Pyrenees are one of the best places, certainly in Europe, to go skiing. We all know about the Alps, for example, but the Pyrenees both on the French side, the Catalan side uh, and of course Andorra as well. There's plenty of ski slopes up there. I think in Catalonia there's 16 uh, 10 for alpine skiing and 6 for cross country with almost 700 kilometers of slopes. So there's plenty of things to do most, we'll say, of the outdoor sports. And then the idea is a lot of the indoor sports would be done in Barcelona. So there's a few different facilities there, such as, well, FC Barcelona and their facilities. They've got an ice rink um, and the Palau San Jordi can also be converted very easily into an ice rink. So even though we don't have the details of the bid yet, there's plenty of infrastructure already in place to be able to host these sports. However, though, uh, there are some other facilities that we don't have in Catalonia, we don't have ski jumping facilities or these facilities to, to for, skeleton. for skeleton, luge and bobsleigh. Bob we don't have any of this. And authorities are thinking this might be held abroad, like in Sarajevo, for instance. Sarajevo. Uh, Sarajevo, Sarajevo Bosnia. Of Bosnia, yeah. Uh, there's, there's a long-standing friendship between Barcelona and Sarajevo uh, dating back to the 1992 war, Bosnian war. And since then, there has been loads of collaboration uh, at that time and afterwards between the two cities. And they thought, 
okay, Sarajevo held the 1984 Winter Olympics. They still have those venues, so why not use them? Okay. And for the ski jumping, they were saying uh, Switzerland, Italy. They've okay. got the Alps. Okay. They, they They've have got the, okay, yeah. okay. And Italy will be hosting the 2026 Winter Olympics, so mm. all the things will be in place already. Yeah. Uh, I mean, w the one place we haven't mentioned as well is Aragon, which is the region neighboring Catalonia. And yeah, uh, they're, they're going to be, involved, gonna be involved. They're going to be involved. But there's some controversy that we're going to talk a little bit more in depth later. But yeah, they're supposed to hold some of the events in their part of the in Pyrenees. Aragonese, Pyrenees. Yeah, and even in the cities uh, like Saragossa or Jaca, for instance, they might end up holding in this bit at least some of the so, indoor sports. Some of the indoor sports. Okay, yes. okay, okay. We'll get in. We'll talk a little bit more about the politics of the bid later on. We're going to hear shortly uh, some voices in favour and against the bid going ahead. But why don't you just talk me through? a few of the ideas that we're going to hear about. So there's a few main talking points when it comes to the question of whether or not any city, uh, territory should bid for any sort of mass event such as an Olympic Games. First and foremost, uh, obviously the climate, sustainability, these are issues that are becoming more and more pressing as every day, as every year goes on. Uh, facilities as well, which is kind of linked with sustainability, like do massive buildings have to be built uh, and then maybe will they be used again things like development and infrastructure in terms of like roads any hospitals or medical facilities that might be there or need to be built and lastly one of the most uh, heated topics surrounding any recent olympic games is the costs of and course yeah how we always see stories about how they go massively over budget yeah, and absolutely yeah, and and i i add to the the debate on climate change some people say there's not going to be snow in 2030 in the pyrenees and also the impact the economic impact of the games in the pyrenees so mm -hmm. the Catalan government says we do this in order to support the Pyrenees and in order to reverse this depopulation now or this loss of, of population, mm -hmm. while some others say, no, no, this, this will backfire and we will have mass cheap tourism and precarious jobs. So. Yeah, OK, let's take a listen to some of the viewpoints then. We're going to hear from two voices in favour of the bid, Monica Bosk, president of the Catalan Winter Sports Federation, and Gerard Esteba, president of the Catalan Sports Federation's Union. And we'll also hear two voices that are opposed to the games going ahead. Paolo Thano, a spokesperson for the group Stop Olympic Games, and Ferran Canudas, who's president of the group in defence of nature in Bergada. There's huge debate over whether or not Catalonia should bid to host the Winter Olympics in 2030. So, what are the main arguments for and against? We are in favor because we find in a climate In today's day and age, there's no avoiding the climate emergency. And Ferran Canudas, an environmentalist focusing on the Pyrenees region, warns that there's a possibility that the mountainous area might not even have snow by 2030. Paulo Thano from the Stop Olympic Games platform believes that, in the middle of climate and energy crises, as well as drought, it doesn't make much sense to create artificial snow with the vast energy and water consumption that would be needed. Yet, Gerard Esteva, president of the Sports Federation Union of Catalonia, argues that the IOC and the candidacy are working toward a model of sustainable games in all ambits, including respecting the environment. 
One major problem that has arisen in past games is the issue of white elephants. Facilities and stadia that have fallen into abandonment once the mega global event is finished. Those in favour of the games point out that the bid will use facilities that are already in place. And potential collaborations with Sarajevo, Switzerland and even Italy are being mooted for events such as the skeleton and ski jumping. Even the International Olympic Committee doesn't want now candidate cities without a well argued legacy program of all the facilities. Monica Bosk, president of the Catalan Federation of Winter Sports. They want to know now the future use of all the sport venues. And the Pyrenees Barcelona project from the beginning has worked with these principles. Environmentalists, on the other hand, are not buying this. Canudas and Lozano both say that only special business interests and lobby groups are being listened to, but the plans will accelerate the depopulation of the area. Meanwhile, attracting more and more people to the area will only lead to more environmental harm, putting too much pressure on the ecosystems of the Pyrenees. But could hosting an Olympiad have positive impacts in other areas? I think that the final goal to organise uh, Olympic Games has to be to improve the quality of life of the people who live in the, in the Olympic areas. The residents of the Pyrenees, they, they, they have to, to ask what, what they need no, to improve the, 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 the quality of their life. But it's true that, for sure, um, they need more infrastructures. The Pyrenees regions, in the past years, have had a lack of investments and, and maybe a lack of attention. Developing the Pyrenees can be a tricky process. Lozano and Canudas both argue that the Games would contribute to a process of gentrification based on an unsustainable tourism model that will make housing more expensive and quality jobs more scarce, as they argue that the work that winter sports tourism brings is precarious and seasonal. More development, they say, will instead bring worse conditions and lower wages. Canudas says fewer roads are needed, which could lead to more hectic traffic drams in his hometown, especially on weekends, and more focus needs to go toward improving public transport. His home county of Bergada, for example, doesn't even have a train station. So why not just directly invest in such infrastructure in the Pyrenees? Well, as Monica Bosk points out... It's, it's true that this not should be the only way to boost the development of an area, no? A, a, a Olympic Games, but it's true that it's a big opportunity to do it. Aquesta solidaritat de la gran capital que també dona la mà... Esteva says the candidacy aims to develop the mountainous area, and he paints a picture of the wealthy city giving a hand to the poor rural area that has few opportunities in an economic and social context. Now, what about the costs? This is another point of contention between both sides. Some in favour say that the cost for Catalonia to host the Games would be around 1.2 billion euro, with a 900 million euro grant coming from the IOC and the remainder being easily covered by ticketing and private sponsorships. However, those against dispute the foundations of these arguments, pointing out that they've seen no reports that suggest that these cost estimates could truly be the case and also that it is impossible to know how much the games would really cost when the plan has not even yet been finalised. Also, games in the past have often had a tendency to go over the initially proposed budget. Lots to digest there. Let's talk about the costs, Gifre. 
Giardis Deva said that the Catalan government estimates that the games will cost 1.2 billion euro. We've looked at estimated costs of some other previous games and that figure seems pretty low, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, in, in the past four or five uh, Olympic games, we've got like very different uh, figures with, for instance, Sochi in Russia in 2014 picking at 44, estimated 44 billion euro. <laughs> and a whole other magnitude. At least. And at least. Yeah, or only more. goes up from there. Absolutely. And Pyeongchang in, in South Korea, the last uh, Winter Olympics in 2018, it was 11 uh, billion euros. So, so that this is way more than, than this 1.2 billion. Nevertheless, the, the, the ones held before in 2002, 2006 and 2010 cost between 2 and 6 billion euros. So it's a little bit closer, but still more than double, at least. Looking at the figures there, the one that cost the least that we've got here, Salt Lake City, 2.2 billion euros. Although that, you have to remember that was back in 2002. So we've had 20 years of inflation as well. Absolutely. Another kind of hot topic when it comes to the games, Gifre, is just how much public support do they have in Catalonia? Yeah, absolutely. We've just heard loads of uh, arguments in favor and against. And the Catalan government actually um, funded a survey in which the main outcome uh, was that three quarters of the population find interesting, let's say, the idea of holding some Olympic Games. And also in the Pyrenees, the ones that are most affected by, by, by this uh, project, also three quarters of them find it interesting. Okay. We have to say that it's only... 300 people were asked in the Pyrenees, only 300 people. Okay, so a small enough sample size. And in fact, I raised that point when I was speaking to Paul Lothano, uh, one of the activists that we heard from earlier, and he said to me that that survey was just, his opinion was pure propaganda, and it was kind of the questions were leading questions to get that kind of uh, positive response. So maneuvered in a way. um, Killian, even people who are in favour of the games have kind of acknowledged that maybe the messaging hasn't been superb. Precisely. I mean, we've just spoken for quite a while on, on this topic of the potential to host a Winter Olympics, and at the end of the day, there's very little that we can say with absolute certainty. Nothing has been officially decided. Nothing has been published of a like a definite plan. Uh, you know, these events hosted here. None of this. So everything that we're speaking of is, is sort of in, in theoretical terms. So where, where does that leave people? Where, where does that leave people's opinions? There's a considerable social movement against this that are making a lot of noise, making their arguments. But yeah, even Monica Bosque and Gerard Esteba, they said that the communication needs to be massively improved. But they're very certain that like once the organization kind of gets their house in order, they start telling the story of this Olympic Games in, in much better detail. They are absolutely convinced that people will come around to the idea. Mm. I mean, if it can genuinely be pulled off in a sustainable way, then yeah, maybe people will be convinced a little bit more. But until that happens, we're sort of in limbo. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's funny because we don't know the plans yet, but there's a vote, there's a popular vote, which has been already announced for this spring in two, three months away. We don't know the exact date yet. This will take place and this will only affect six counties in Catalonia, the ones in the Western Pyrenees and the Aran Valley, the, the Val d'Aran. They are where the games will happen, let's say, or would happen, at least in Catalonia and apart from Barcelona. So Barcelona, people don't have the right to vote. 
So that is 60,000 people who will decide the fate of this bid. And the Catalan government has said that whatever these people say, this is going to be binding. It's going to be a binding vote, okay. It's really interesting though as well because, once again, we don't know the details of the project, so therefore, will the details of the project be announced before this vote? Will the people be able to have their say with the full picture, you know, yeah. before them? Yeah. Well, you would have we to ass- you would have to assume so. Uh, the lack of transparency is one of the main criticisms from groups that are against the games going ahead. Um, another one of the criticisms has been that people in six counties and six comarcas have a vote, but there are neighbouring counties that say they're going to be affected. And Absolutely. They don't have a so it's, it's three other counties in the Pyrenees or very close to the Pyrenees, the Ripollès, the Bargada and the Solsonès. And they're saying... While we are not going to host events, we'll host the the, the brand new uh, the highways that highways have to go through that and... will go through, and we'll have to cope with the traffic jams and so on. Not only on the games during the games, but also maybe if the Pyrenees become very popular, so uh, every weekend, let's say. So yeah, that, this has been very controversial. And in fact, Ferran Canudas, who we heard from earlier, is from Bergada, one of those areas. Now, in terms of what local governments are kind of come out and said, whether they're in favour or not, of the three areas we just mentioned, Ripollés said that they've come out and said they're completely in favour of the games. Uh, but the other two are undecided. And in fact, the political picture is pretty mixed. On the other hand, business groups, sporting organisations are really the ones that have been driving this bid from the start. And the political parties have taken a bit longer to kind of warm to the idea. I think they've been a bit more cautious. Just last year then, uh, July 2021, the Catalan Parliament did vote in quite a significant majority that they did want to support this bid. It is worth saying that the main governing party, that's Esquerra, uh, abstained on that vote. And in terms of the groups in the Pyrenees, some have come out in favour, Maldaran, for example, But a lot have said, listen, we need more information. We need to know what the bid is actually going to involve. And then on the other side of things, probably the biggest voice against holding the games more so comes from the social sphere. So we've got this platform, as we've heard from already, Stop Jocks Olympics, uh, Stop the Olympic Games. And that's comprised of locals in the Pyrenees regions, but also it's been given support from some scientists, uh, environmentalists, and quite notably, uh, Kilian Jornet, who is... Your namesake. Exactly. <laughs> one of the most famous people here in Catalonia. Uh, quite funny, just as a little anecdote, I, I was expected that people would have a lot of difficulty with my name when I moved here, but quite the opposite. In fact, people always said to me, ah, como Kilian Jornet. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to get to know who this guy <laughs> is. But Who yeah, is he? He's one of the most impressive athletes, definitely, in Catalonia. He's a ski mountaineer, trail runner, uh, long distance runner, essentially. So another one of the kind of clouds hanging over the bed a little bit is the stability of it from a political point of view, because Catalonia can't go to the International Olympic Committee and say we've got a bid. That has to come through Spain. It it, it has to come through the Spanish Olympic Committee. That's important. And one of the things that everyone remembers of the 1992 Olympics was like at least at an institutional level, there was sense of consensus and of working together between Catalonia and Spain. Yet now, I mean, we're not in 2017, which was the peak of the independence crisis. But still, now, still, Catalonia is a little bit at odds with, with Spain. There's some 
dialogue going on, but uh, there's loads of uh, skepticism between one and the other, uh, both sides. And on top of that, we've got another actor here, which is Aragon, the Aragon region. Mm, traditionally not friends of Catalonia, let's say, <laughs> or at least in recent times. There's been some controversies, including one dispute over, over some artworks, uh, originally in a monastery in, in the town of Sixena and other, uh, other controversy. And Aragon is always staunchly opposing cattle independence and so on. So they are always like very outspoken about it. Mm -hmm. So all these actors have to come together and work for a, for a bit. That's difficult. And on top of that, we have the other part of the story, which is pro-independence people who say, oh, now we have to do this together with Spain and committing with a shared project until 2030 with Madrid, uh, aren't we supposed to be independent tomorrow? Some of them say that. Mm -hmm. So um, that's difficult, I'd say. It's a, it's a, for me, it's a key topic yeah. for this bit to be successful or not. Yeah, because the government in Catalonia is pro-independence, two pro-independence parties. So. Correct, yeah. No, if they do manage to get the bid together, they're going to have some competition. Killian. They will indeed. So there's a couple of other bids, obviously, being reported. Um, Sapporo in Japan, who have hosted games in the past. So we already know that there's some facilities there in place ready to go. And then a very interesting one also coming from Canada over in Vancouver and Whistler, which this could potentially be the first ever Indigenous-led Olympic Games. So the idea is that they kind of incorporate all the First Nations there in Canada. Um, so that's like a very unique selling point that they've got in favour. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also potentially a bid coming from Salt Lake City in the US as well. Yeah, Important to know that all three bids that you've just mentioned, they've already hosted uh, Olympic Games, which could be different from, from the ones in Barcelona. Actually, in fact, none of the Olympics have ever been held in the Pyrenees. Actually, it'd be the, be first, the first time, time. That, that we would have uh, Winter Olympics in the Pyrenees. I mean, just speculating here as well, but the fact that the next Winter Olympics in 2026 are being held in Italy might count against Catalonia. They might Probably. want to move it, you know, move it outside of Europe, but who knows? Okay, well, that brings us to... We're kind of working backwards here, 2030, 2026, 2022. We've got some of the Winter Olympics going on right now, Killian. Tell us about the Catalans competing there. Sure thing, yeah. So we've got seven Catalan athletes over in Beijing at the moment vying for honours. They are Kim Salaric and Nuria Pau in the Alpine skiing. We've got Jaume Pueyo in the cross country. Geralt Castellet, who's perhaps maybe Catalonia's biggest hope for a medal, She's a, she's a veteran, really, of the Winter Olympics. This is actually her fifth Games. Wow. She debuted all the way back in 2006. And she might be actually in possibly the best moment of her career at the moment. She's got a, this season alone, she's got a good few first place finishes in the World Cup. Um, but apart from that, we've got Ander Mirambe in the skeleton. And we've got two figure skaters. We've got Adrián Díaz and Olivia Smart, who's actually half British as well. Okay, well, best of luck to all of them. If any of this make it to the podium, it'd be the first time a Catalan ever wins a Winter Olympics medal. Time now for our Catalan phrase. What's it this week, Guy Papé mullat. Papé mullat. Papé mullat. Wet paper. Wet paper. <laughs> wet paper. Very good. Yeah, yeah. No. What uh, happens? Can you read uh, a wet paper? It sounds something that's ruined or something like that, no? Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's this. So, for instance, when you sign a contract and it says, 
you, you're going to be promoted, for instance, the day after the director of the company changes and this is not valid anymore. So that contract is like white paper, white paper, papel mullat, <laughs> it's useless. <laughs> so if the project was successful and it ended up being a bit, it could potentially end up being uh, papel mullat if the, the International is... Olympic Committee turns around and said, no, nah, we're going to pick somewhere else. <laughs> exactly. Papel mullat. And that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thanks to everyone who gave up their time to speak with us this week. Do check out catalannews.com for videos and articles about the Olympics bid. And you can always get in touch with us, remember, through social media or by emailing fillingthesink at acn.cat. Thanks very much, Killian and Gifrey. Thank you, Lurkin. Pleasure. Thanks to you for listening. We're back again next Saturday with another podcast about a vegetable. Not just any vegetable you'll hear next week. Until then, for me, Lorcan Doherty, and all of the team at Catalan News, bye for now. Adieu.